The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Did you get a good night's sleep? Well, get up and out of bed and start praying. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, July 7th, 2022, Thursday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Palladius. Born in 408, he convinced Pope Celestine I to send Saint Germanus, Bishop of Auxerre, to England with the aim of getting rid of the Pelagian heresy. Palladius was then consecrated a bishop himself by the Pope, who in about 430 sent him to preach among the Irish. But his mission apparently made little impact upon the native population. Palladius departed Ireland and sailed for Scotland. There he preached among the Picts. He died at Fordun near Aberdeen a short time after arriving, about the year 450. He was the first bishop of Ireland and the immediate predecessor to St. Patrick, St. Palladius, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. I recently came back from a road trip with some high school students. And as we were preparing this road trip, we drove from New York all the way to Montana. It's about 2,000 miles on the road. At the beginning, as we were preparing this trip, it was unclear who would sign up. You know, with the whole COVID crisis, it wasn't clear who would be comfortable traveling, which students, which families would, would end up committing. And there was a bit of jostling, and, you know, some people dropped out, other people joined in. But in the end, the number of people that traveled were 12. 12 people, including me. 12 men traveling in two minivans across the country. 12 men moving about on the highways and byways for days on end. Does that sound familiar? This is, in some sense, a portrait of the Gospels, where we see 12 men moving about from place to place, grouped around Jesus Christ, the 12 apostles. Lord, in this time of prayer with you, 
we remember you as the itinerant teacher. Jesus, you moved around the lands of Galilee, Samaria, Judea, the Decapolis, walking from one place to another, miles and miles and miles at a time, preaching, teaching, resting, praying. And so as we did this road trip, moving around the country, witnessing very beautiful places like Yellowstone National Park, we imagined ourselves, and we knew ourselves, to be following the Master, grouping ourselves, huddling around that itinerant teacher, which is you, Jesus. And the Gospel for today, it speaks about mission, about being sent forth. It's from Matthew's Gospel, and it comes right after that moment in which the apostles are officially called by the Lord. Now, this is not the first calling that they receive. For example, Peter, James, John, Andrew, they had all been invited by the Lord where you, Jesus, meet them where they are at their boats fishing, and you invite them to follow you. But this moment in the gospel seems to be, at least in Matthew's gospel, that official moment in which the twelve are set apart and distinguished as apostles, with a capital A. And in fact, their names are listed. It's a very, very beautiful thing. Their names are listed, and each of them is, is specified. Their personal names are announced. And then Matthew says that Jesus gave them authority, but he gave these apostles a special authority that he did not give the other disciples of the Lord. This personal calling, it's a beautiful thing that those names are listed, right? Peter, Andrew, James, John, Nathaniel, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, right? And it goes on. The list of names is very important because the calling of Christ is personal. He doesn't call humanity in mass. He invites each individual to follow him closely. You and me, each of us has been called by our own name, by our personal name. St. Josemaria liked to say, by our nickname, by that name that perhaps only our mother uses for us. Each of us has been called by our personal name and set apart just like those apostles have been pulled apart for a specific mission. And we can ask ourselves, well, what is that mission? Well, Jesus says very clearly to the apostles, he says, as you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Jesus, you give the 12 apostles a very clear set of tasks. A mission is put forward, and they're pretty daunting tasks, to be honest. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. When we hear these assignments, perhaps we are daunted, perhaps we are overwhelmed. And it could be that sometimes we excuse ourselves from what seems like an impossible task, the, the work of sanctification, the work of co-redemption, of transforming the world and bringing it back to God, the work of converting souls, the work of healing a sinful people. And so we can think in our, in our pride and in our lack of faith, we can think, well, 
let other people do this. It's enough for me just to get by, to worry about myself, to worry about what is already very difficult, which is our own sanctification. And yet, Jesus is inviting us to go out, meet people, deal with them, do apostolate, be an apostle. The Gospel today speaks about mission, and also it speaks about the tools that are required, right? the resources that we need in order to carry out this daunting task. When we were preparing for the Montana trip, it was, uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, I, for me, it was the first time I'd ever really gone camping. I'm, I'm very much a city boy. And so it was the first time I, w- I ever did overnight camping, you know, where you sleep out in a tent in the middle of the woods with nothing protecting you from the elements but a, a very thin plastic tent. And uh, so I was a little worried, you know, and I think in that case of worry or of uncertainty, we tend to over-prepare, right? And I definitely packed way too much for this trip. And now that I'm back, I looked at my, 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 my duffel bag and realized that about a quarter of the material that I brought, I never even used. I, I had overthought the trip. I had over-fretted, over-worried. And so I ended up bringing all sorts of odds and ends that were completely superfluous and that just added to the weight. Well, in a similar way, perhaps the apostles were worried about this mission, right? this mission to cure the sick, to raise the dead, drive out demons. It's very daunting. And so maybe they too were overthinking it. What does Jesus tell them? He says, without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. Do not take gold or silver or copper for your belts. No sack for the journey or a second tunic or sandals or walking stick. The laborer deserves his keep. And then he explains how they will be taken care of. People will take care of them in their material needs. Lord, you are telling each one of us, don't worry about those material things. Don't worry about having everything in order, everything tied down, everything secured. I will take care of you. I will provide. When we think of our apostolate, right, our being apostles, let's remember that we're not alone. Right? Jesus is with us every step of the way, and it is he who is making our work fruitful. It is he who, in the end, is the one to convert souls. It is he who sanctifies. We are simply instruments in his hands. And so we have nothing to worry about. Let's not get tied up in excuses. Let's not get tied down in a kind of desire for security that ends up paralyzing us. What is really needed for me to be an apostle, for my mission? It's not having all the perfect circumstances in place to be able to talk to people about God or to be able to help someone to go back to the sacraments. What is needed is our self-giving. What is needed is our generosity, not the perfect conditions. St. Josemaria has that wonderful point in Furrow where he says, There are many Christians who are persuaded that the redemption will be completed in all environments of the world and that there have to be souls, they don't know which ones, who will contribute to carrying it out with Christ. But they think it will take centuries, many centuries. It would be an eternity if it were to take place at the rate of their self-giving. And that was the way you yourself thought until someone came to wake you up. Jesus, in this gospel scene, you are waking us up. You're waking us up and helping us realize that perhaps we're carrying too much luggage. 
Perhaps we're too comfortable. Perhaps we're shielding ourselves from certain risks in our apostolate, in our outreach to other souls, in this work of evangelization. Well, Lord, help us to perhaps shed some of these extra objects, some of these comforts that are keeping us from, from really moving, and help us to get on the road with the Twelve to co-redeem. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Thursday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day now joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult. For you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame. At the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us. For you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and and save save us. For for you you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God, or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you, 
we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise, rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the first book of Chronicles, David said, My son Solomon is young and immature, but the house that is to be built for the Lord must be made so magnificent that it will be renowned and glorious in all countries. Therefore, I will make preparations for it. Thus, before his death, David laid up materials in abundance. Then he called for his son Solomon and commanded him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, it was my purpose to build a house myself for the honor of the Lord my God. But this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood and you have waged great wars, you may not build a house in my honor, because you have shed too much blood upon the earth in my sight. However, a son is to be born to you. He will be a peaceful man, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. First Solomon shall be his name and in his time I will bestow peace and tranquility on Israel. It is he who shall build a house in my honor. He shall be a son to me, and I will be a father to him, and I will establish the throne of his kingship over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you, and may you succeed in building the house of the Lord your God, as he has said you shall. May the Lord give you prudence and discernment when he brings you to rule over Israel, so that you keep the law of the Lord your God. Only then shall you succeed if you are careful to observe the precepts and decrees which the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be brave and steadfast. Do not fear or lose heart. 
See, with great effort I have laid up for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver, and bronze and iron in such great quantities that they cannot be weighed. I have also stored up wood and stones to which you must add. Moreover, you have available an unlimited supply of workmen, stone cutters, masons, carpenters, and every kind of craftsman skilled in gold, silver, bronze, and iron. Set to work, therefore, and the Lord be with you. David also commanded all of Israel's leaders to help his son Solomon. Is not the Lord your God with you? Has he not given you rest on every side? Indeed, he has delivered the occupants of the land into my power, and the land is subdued before the Lord and his people. Therefore, devote your hearts and souls to seeking the Lord your God. Proceed to build the sanctuary of the Lord God, that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and God's sacred vessels may be brought into the house built in the honor of the Lord. The Word of the Lord Offer your hearts and souls in seeking the Lord. Rise up and build a sanctuary for the Lord your God. Let us enter into his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. The Lord said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. Let, Let us, us enter into, into his dwelling place. place. Let, Let us, us worship, worship at his footstool. A reading from an exposition of Psalm 118 by St. Ambrose, Bishop. My Father and I will come and make our home with him. Let your door stand open to receive him. Unlock your soul to him. Offer him a welcome in your mind, and then you will see the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the joy of grace. Throw wide the gate of your heart. Stand before the sun of the everlasting light that shines on every man. This true light shines on all. But if anyone closes his window, he will deprive himself of eternal light. If you shut the door of your mind, you shut out Christ. Though he can enter, he does not want to force his way in rudely or compel us to admit him against our will. Born of a virgin, he came forth from the womb as the light of the whole world in order to shine on all men. His light is received by those who long for the splendor of perpetual light that night can never destroy. The sun of our daily experience is succeeded by the darkness of night. But the sun of holiness never sets, because wisdom cannot give place to evil. Blessed then is the man at whose door Christ stands and knocks. Our door is faith. If it is enough, the whole house is safe. This is the door by which Christ enters. So the church says in the Song of Songs, The voice of my brother is at the door. Hear his knock. Listen to him asking to enter. Open to me, my sister, my betrothed, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, and my hair with the moisture of the night. When does God the Word most often knock at your door? When his head is covered with the dew of the night. He visits in love those in trouble and temptation, 
to save them from being overwhelmed by their trials. His head is covered with dew or moisture when those who are his body are in distress. That is the time when you must keep watch, so that when the bridegroom comes, he may not find himself shut out and take his departure. If you were to sleep, if your heart were not wide awake, he would not knock but go away. But if your heart is watching, he knocks and asks you to open the door to him. Our soul has a door. It has gates. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, eternal gates, and the King of glory will enter. If you open the gates of your faith, the King of glory will enter your house in the triumphal procession in honor of his passion. Holiness, too, has its gates. We read in Scripture what the Lord Jesus said through his prophet, Open for me the gate of holiness. It is the soul that has its door, its gates. Christ comes to this door and knocks. He knocks at these gates. Open to him. He wants to enter, to find his bride waiting and watching. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into his house and then share his supper, he and I together. Blessed is that servant who is found at work when his master returns. I will come into his house and share his supper, he and I together. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives the apostles their marching orders. From the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying. Give without pay. Take no gold, nor silver, nor copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay with him until you depart. As you enter the house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, 
It shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's true that the church doesn't take sides in politics or other temporal affairs, but that doesn't mean that the church turns its back on problems and troubles in this life. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Go and preach, saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The mission of our mother, the church, is to give men the most sublime treasure that we can ever imagine. Her mission is to lead all men to their supernatural and eternal destiny, mainly through preaching and the sacraments. This and no other is the end of the church, the salvation of souls one by one. For this the Father sent the Son, and Jesus said, Even so I send you. From this arises the command to make his doctrine known and to baptize so that the most blessed Trinity may reside in the soul through grace. Jesus Christ has told us himself, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Our Lord was not referring to an easy and comfortable earthly life, but rather to eternal life. He came to free us mainly from everything that prevents us from reaching the life we were destined for, to liberate us from sin, which is the only absolute evil. Thus he also gives us the possibility of overcoming the numerous consequences of sin in this world, such as anxiety, injustice, loneliness. He shows us how to bear them cheerfully for God when we cannot avoid them and how to turn sorrow into fruitful suffering which wins eternity. Like her master, the church does not take sides in particular temporal options. Those who without faith saw him almost completely deserted on the cross might have thought he had failed. Precisely because he did not opt for any one human solution, he was followed by neither Jew nor Romans. But no, it is precisely the opposite. Jews and Romans, Greeks and barbarians, free men and slaves, men and women, the healthy and people in poor health, all follow after this God-made man who has freed us from sin in order to set us on the path towards our eternal destination. It is only there that our true fulfillment will be achieved. This will be no less than the freedom and perfected humanity of man made in the image and likeness of God and whose deepest aspirations far exceed any mere transient ambitions and endeavors, however noble they may be. The church has as her mission the charge to lead her children to God, to their eternal destination. However, she is not indifferent to human suffering. By the very nature of her spiritual mission, she moves her children and all men to become aware of the root from which all evils spring and urges them to find solutions for such injustice, for the deplorable conditions in which so many people live and which are an offense against the Creator and against human dignity. The hope of heaven does not weaken commitment to the progress of the earthly city, but rather gives it meaning and strength. It is, of course, important to make a careful distinction between earthly progress and the growth of the kingdom, which do not belong to the same order. 
Nonetheless, this distinction is not a separation, for man's vocation to eternal life does not suppress, but rather confirms his task of using the energies and means which he has received from the Creator for developing his temporal life. We are co-redeemers with Christ, and we must ask ourselves to what extent we pass on to our family and friends the most precious gift that we have, our faith in Christ. When we contemplate this incomparable gift, we should feel moved to act, for the charity of Christ urges us on to help build up around us a world which is more just and more human. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 14 minutes before the hour, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt, To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea. To the great river, it stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now. and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. 
Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known His deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, As it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once, 
I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat, and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to God, God, our strength. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the the early early hours of of the morning, morning, I I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of of you, O Lord. Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In the the early early hours of the morning, morning, I think think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord. Lord. We thank you, Lord, 
for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, the day is beginning. That means you've got another chance to achieve sanctity. Well, we're all on the journey, aren't we? Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.